You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello. Welcome. Late Arrivals, episode 63. It's a little different voice here uh, bringing you into the show. Uh, Jake has been uh, put in time out for bullying children. Uh, on Halo. So it's just uh, me. We got Lou, as always. Hi. Got Connor this week. Connor finally returns after like a month or something. Hi, kids. I don't know. <laughs> and we got Patrick. Wonderful Patrick. Pleasure. Pleasure as always. <laughs> well, we have uh, some Ducks recaps. Some some pretty bad games to talk about. Can't wait to dive into those with everybody. Um, Got some other news around the league. Some winter classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before all that, uh, while you're here, make sure you're following the Late Arrivals pod everywhere on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow and subscribe on Twitch. Uh, follow us on uh, YouTube, the Inside the Rink YouTube channel. Make sure you like all our videos. Subscribe. You'll find our uh, link tree everywhere on um, our socials. And you can uh, subscribe, follow everywhere. LAP is we are all over the goddamn place but so yeah let's let's dive in Ducks Panthers Ducks lost 2-1 these last um, couple of games have been so fun they so much fun yeah it's hasn't been the offense is gone the offense that we were kind of raving about before the fun times the vibes um it's kind of gone it's dried up a little bit but they lost two one. Um, in the notes, I put that they seemed they've been the team has seemed off a little bit. Um, the passes aren't connecting. There just seems to be a lack of chemistry lately. I don't know what's. I mean, I know Zegers is out. Um, I mean that, that might be a, be a bigger loss than we realize. I think it is. I think it is a much. Out. Yeah, Carlson sat two games in a row. Um, yeah. I, and I don't necessarily want to say the last few games have looked like uninspired hockey. That's not that's not necessarily the term I'm looking for. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use uninspired just for lack of a better term. But yeah, it uh, it, yeah. it it does kind of feel, in a sense, that you know the whole offensive flow we were seeing in the first month, you know, three four weeks of the season, um, it's kind of come not completely to a halt because it's not like we're getting shut out every single game or we're absolutely just starving for offense. But um, yeah, you know, it, it does seem things are not connecting right now, like Chris said. And um, you know, I think, I think kind of what we're seeing right now, because I mean, I mean, I think it's safe to say the team's in a bit of a skid right now. And, you know, as much, as much as we talked about this season being a, you know, a, a, very much a developmental season, a, a, a process implementation season, you know, new coach, new system, new staff, you know, some new players, you know, some rookies, you know, some guys that weren't here last year that weren't here in the Aikens era. Um, you know, we, we, we need to not get too ahead of ourselves and, you know, kind of, I'm, I don't want to say like, act like the world is burning. Cause I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody on ducks Twitter or, or any of us are thinking that way, but we just need to remember that I think, you know, three, four game, you know, kind of skids like this for a team this young and a team with this new of a coaching staff are, are 
to be expected now how much they're to be expected i mean you know i think i think that's a bit of a different conversation but you know this is this is kind of the first one of those we're seeing after after the really hot start you know the couple comeback wins that we saw um you know it it as much and as 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 frustrating the last you know three four games may have may have been to watch you know i'm i'm dating back you know to the to the flyers game the frustrating flyers loss at home you know up until up until uh up until sunday night but you know, I think I, th- I think we just kind of need to keep in mind that you know, as good as we looked at the start, this is a team that's still learning all these new systems and learning how to handle adversity. You know, I think I think I think a skid like this, you know, in the in the in the long run, is maybe going to be a little bit beneficial for the team because all these guys are going to learn how to an- are going to learn how to handle adversity in a way where the coach who's been here for the last three or four years would have just you know played at all of these games in just kind of a turtle way or just you know kind of played for overtime or you know not really just actively try to push to win in these games yeah and you know i know i know i'm kind of rambling i haven't i haven't uh, been on a while so i'm trying to get in my podcast rhythm again so i apologize <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i mean long story short you know you know yeah you know last couple of games have been frustrating you know does look a little bit of uninspired hockey you know you know i'm as I said, you know, using that term for lack of a better term, it's not entirely what I mean, but um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a frustrating last few games in the long run. I think, I think, I think it's going to be good for this team to try to learn how to, uh, you know, how to, how to come out of ruts like this and try to, and try to battle back. Cause you know, we see, yeah. we, we see teams like Edmonton, you know, and, you know, teams that not, I'm not going to say have established a winning culture for them just cause you know, we haven't, we haven't necessarily seen, the playoff success that I think people think that they can achieve, but you know, their team that's expected to win. And we saw what their first month of the season looks like. And now it's looks like that they've ride the ship. So, you know, these skits can kind of happen to any team. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, I think, I think, I think it's not, it's not, it's not cause to freak out at all. So no. yeah. I have a little theory of uh, what's been going on. I think uh it kind of boils down to a couple of things. And one could be uh, the lack of Zegris and the inconsistent uh, Mount we see Carlson coupled that with the um, natural regression from that McTavish line. Uh, yeah. I think when, when teams can, um, when you don't have this depth scoring that the ducks haven't had for a while and a lot of teams suffer from, um, I think it's easy to ma- or easier to match up with. Uh, but the main thing I think is kind of fatigue at this point of the season, just because early in the season, they're shot out of a cannon, new coach, new system, young players mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. kind of getting into the the weeds of it and the, like the long stretch and the system that Cronin and, and staff have implemented has been, or is very up-tempo, very, it, like it takes a toll on the body. You're, you're. Um, you're following a man around the defensive zone. Then when you get the puck, it's four guys up ice and then it's, it's everyone back. And it's, it's just when, when like, and it works, it does. But when mm-hmm. you have these young players who haven't played this much hockey in this condensed amount of time in their careers, then I think, uh, that contributes to like, it just wears on your body and you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when, you know, uh, if you're on the forecheck, you dump a puck in, you're you're a split second late. Well, lo and behold, then it's a then it's an easy breakout pass, and then you're going the other way again, and you're getting hemmed in your zone a little bit, and you know that's when that's when mistakes happen, and that's what I think. Uh, definitely in the Panthers game, 
it's two two D zone coverage breakdowns. There's the one behind the net, and then there was the Ekman Larson goal. Um, but it's kind of like that. It's like you lose focus for a second, and in a long season like this, and then a goal happens, and then when you don't have that those legs on the offensive end, then you know you you can't you can't help out you know on on that side of the score sheet. So I think coupling those those couple things may may be contributing. That's that's my little theory uh, right now. Yeah. yeah, and especially you know in the last three or four years under Aikens, you know you've had you've been playing in. I almost said a system, but I'm going to correct myself and say you're playing in a a systemless system where you know there's not a lot of direction. It's it's, it's lulling, boring hockey. You know, it, no one really has any assignments. No one no one really knows exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's what you've been doing the last three or four years. You know, kind of like Patrick just touched on. You know, it it your body's not just your body's just not used to that, and yeah. and so I, I I completely agree with what with um with what patrick just said there you know i think i think i think we're just seeing a point in the season where you know this is all starting to catch up to these guys and it'll be and it'll be really interesting to see you know kind of kind of what they do and how cronin adjusts you know i know i think um i don't want to i think it was yesterday or maybe the day before it might have been yesterday but it looks like cronin is is uh you know shaking up the top six a little bit i can't i can't remember exactly what the lines Derek had in his uh in his article that's uh that's Derek lee over at crash the pond in the sporting tribune um who does a who does a great job of following the team and covering um but yeah it, it looks like cronin is trying to you know shake up the top six a little bit you know patrick mentioned it you know the natural regression of the vetrano strom mctavish line that were was was to be expected at some point and we're starting to see that now um i can't i should i should probably pull it up but i think the top line I've, i think it was kalorn carlson in the middle on the top line and then was it was it vetrano ring or was it strom or terry um in practice, it was Terry. Yeah. In practice, it was Terry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of kind of how Cronin. Uh, you know, we're talking a lot about the players, but it'll be really interesting to see how Cronin kind of approaches these next couple games while they're in this kind of skid right now. Um, you know, does he does he make the right amount of corrections? Does he overcorrect? Does he undercorrect? You know, so that's that'll be something that I'm curious to see. You know, because you know, like Patrick said, you know, you're shot out of a cannon in the middle of the season or a at the start of the season, you know, you're winning all those exciting games, all those comebacks, you know, you're, you're starting to feel good, but you know, you're hitting your first kind of skid of the season. Um, you know, we're, we're, you're really having to battle back through some adversity. I think, I think this would be a good test for not only the players, but for Cronin and his staff too. Yeah, exactly. Cause man, that, that Panthers game, that was probably the first game of the season that I thought was actually like boring. Like I had a hard time like finishing that game. And then do we even do, do we want to talk about the, I was, I was going to say, I'm like, I mean, is that even, <laughs> <laughs> it was a goal, but. Oh man. Yeah, it was, a, it goal. was a goal. The ducks lost two to two. Yep. They lost two, two. <laughs> Back in my day, they had ties. Yeah. It's just, I mean, but... it, it's like, you know, I, I said it on Twitter the other night. Cause I, I wasn't able to catch the first period of the Panthers game, but I saw the second and third. Um, like I just, I try hard to never be the refs guy or you know the yeah. dude who's blaming yeah. the refs because you know I mean I mean yes of course you know referees have an impact on the game not denying that at all but it's, um, yeah it just I I find just that if that is somebody's go to argument just all the time I just find that incredibly lazy. Yeah, uh, so I never try to be that way, but like, man, <laughs> like just all around the league, not even against the Ducks, just the first yeah. half of the officiating has just been. 
tough, 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 tough. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to improve. I mean, it's the NHL not getting my hopes up, but yeah, it's there. There's been some, uh, let's, uh, let's just say noteworthy, um, Mm -hmm. with the docs and, you know, around the rest of the league as well this season. So we'll be, uh, very interesting to see how that continues throughout you know as we as we get you know like patrick said as we kind of get into the into the into the knee deep weeds part of the season yeah i just like i can't even imagine lou being there at the game i was was actually that that was the first time in a while i was actually mad leaving the game yeah so i had i had to so i was at work and i got home right when the second period started so watch the entire second period watch the first half of the third and then i had to I was walking out the door when Silverberg scored. Mm-hmm. So I I saw it on the TV and I'm like, okay, they're reviewing it. So I hop in my car, I throw on Duckstream. Uh I was going to my friend's house and um who's like who's like, you know, five or ten minutes away. So I I was able to watch, you know, the rest of the game when I got there. Um, but you know, so I I I heard I, I was listening to the entire um uh, the entire radio feed from the second he scored or did not score until the official, you know, the official call on the ice. And the entire time I'm just like, man, like I'm at red lights. I'm like looking at videos on Twitter. I'm like, I'm like, that's a goal. But just like the, yeah. the longer, like every 30 seconds, I'm like, they're not going to call this. Aren't yeah. they? And like, I just, I didn't want to believe it. But then the second Steve Carroll went down to the official and it said, you know, the call on the ice stands, no goal. I like, I, I was shocked, but I almost wasn't just because I knew just the longer it took. Yeah. I'm like, never a good sign. They're not. Was the was, was the that. call on the ice a goal or no goal? I think I think the call on the ice was a no goal, and I think it was no goal. Yeah, I think I their, think if I think that was their justification in the video yeah. that they posted the next day as well. Was it well? Mm-hmm. The call was no goal. It was in. It wasn't. It wasn't conclusive. I enough. know it wasn't challengeable. So they stuck with their original call, and and yeah, like Lou said, because the original call was no goal, there wasn't a challenge or something like that. i think i think if the original call was goal it would have stood it's one of those yeah. where well, it's inconclusive so. either way you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah and you know and the, yeah like i'm not going to blame the initial call on the ice because i mean you know in the heat of the moment like you probably can't really tell at the full speed of play if that puck crossed the goal line or not so like i like the original call whatever i get it like you know it's it's no referee is perfect and you know i think i think anybody is misguided to think that any referee is going to get every single call right hundred percent of the time. But I mean, it's, it, it was clear as day in the video. I mean, you know, there's really not much else to say about it. It was just another, another blown call up in Toronto. And we get better that's cameras right. into the net. Scott Hose. And I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Unfortunately, that's a part of the NHL and, you know, unfortunately the ducks take the L there, but um, yeah, just, you know, one of the, one of those frustrating games where you know the Ducks were looking to battle back, and they were, and I thought they did a good job of fighting back. You know, in like a, you know, like Chris said, in a in a not um, a not particularly exciting uh, sixty minutes of play, but you know, I thought they kind of, you know, they did what they could, and they scored for all we for all we know, um, and you know, just we're not uh, we're not giving the right call, but yeah, and like Lou said, better cameras would be nice. Maybe like a tracker in the puck or something. Just knowing how much the NHL as a whole is worth. Do something like VAR. <laughs> like not exactly VAR, but something Don't like it. Tracker on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Only on replays. <laughs> yeah. So Ducks Panthers, that was a two one loss. Um Panthers are good though. Panthers are good. Yeah. I mean they were in I the I think cup we underrated year, them. So. 
some. But uh, Ducks Blues, um, one that I thought for sure the Ducks, I thought going into it, I felt good. I mean, I, I, I feel like as a team right now, I personally feel like the Ducks are better than the Blues. So I thought for sure they would take care of business. But um, it was yet another game where they looked lost. They lose 3-1. Um, lots of penalties. I yep. said, uh, I put in the notes that there was a lack of offense and juice. Lack of juice. There's just no juice. Uh, McTavish did have a very nice goal, though. His his goal was pretty sick. That was that was enjoyable, and then that was pretty much it on my end with the Blues game. Man, he's taking a lot of penalties still, though. McTavish, yeah. Yeah, he's taking a lot of penalties still. I think the penalty situation is also kind of correlated to the system as well, just because you're running around the zone for yeah. however long, and you're man-on-man, and you're on this guy who has the puck for so long, and he doesn't have options because... You know the rest of his teammates are covered, and and you know you he cuts back, he cuts back again. You're gonna get a stick in, you're gonna get a hand in. Yeah, it's just gonna happen, and you gotta just kind of, I don't know, be more clever about it, or or just move your feet a little bit more. But again, that's easier said than done when you're you know now 20 games into this, and mm-hmm. you know you're a young player, Lacombe, McTavish, Minchikov, all these guys, and. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get a stick in because you're you're a step behind or whatever. So yeah, I mean, it's just something we're gonna have to deal with right now and and yeah. uh, hopefully clean up. But I, I mean, and that that the McTavish goal was really nice too. I mean, mm-hmm. from all three forwards, I think that was the one where Max Jones is in on the forecheck and he's does what he does great, which is be a, like a like a golden retriever where you say, Hey, go get the puck boy. And then yeah, <laughs> you just send him, send him out, send him off after the defenseman. And he did his job. And then Kalorn makes a nice little touch to McTavish and McTavish, you know, finishes like he does. So I like that a lot. And, but uh, yeah, I think clean up the penalties for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just, just some great hands, like you said, from McTavish at the front of the net right there to, you know, to be able to roof that up on the backhand. And, you know, you mentioned Max Jones. I mean, I will, I will say, you know, as, as like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a Max Jones defender, but um, I have been for sure. Like I like Max Jones. Yeah, yeah, he gives, like, gives a ton of effort, but yeah, he just kind yeah, of malfunctions I, a lot. Yeah, I can I, I can appreciate what he brings or or what he tries to bring for sure. But I will say, you know, you know, probably didn't have the best start to the year, I'd say. But I will say, you know, in the in the last week, you know, last couple games, it was I will say I he feel looked like a little bit better. Yeah, he's looked a lot like I'm. Well, I mean, he's always energized, but it looks like he's got mm-hmm. another another little bit of a pep in his step. Has been looked like to me, at least, that he's, uh, you know, getting to the right spots a little bit more. Um, so, you know, hopefully that's something that continues for Max. You know, I know, I know, there's a whole topic of, you know, who's going to be the waiver drop when Zegers eventually does comes back in the next in the, ne- in the next week or two, whether it's Johnston, whether it's Jones, or whether it's Bo Gru. You know, it's probably going to. You know, I'd, I'd I'd say it's probably safe money that it's going to be one of those three guys. So. Um, you know, if, if Mac Jones wants to keep his spot right now, I mean, I, I feel like he's done a good job the last couple of games. So it'll be, it'll be curious mm-hmm. to see if he, if he continues to look better. Cause I think, you Ross know, if Johnson's he, if he, been scratched the last few games, I think. Yeah. So I think, I think right now I would lean it might to be him. That's I think, I think the team, you know, I think, I think the team and I think the front office likes Jones and I can totally see why. Um, yeah, I think it's really going to have to take a, 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 a disaster class to, you know, to put it in a, in footy terms uh, mm-hmm. from Jones in the next week or so, but um, yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd say he's playing his spot or 
I'd say he's played to keep his spot right now in the lineup. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be curious to see what happens when Zegers comes back. I think when when Jones is at his best is when he touches the puck as little as possible. So if you put him on a line where he doesn't have to do that, then I think you're money. And then you just say, hey, go be an F1, go be disruptive, and maybe hopefully win a battle and then get to the front of the net. And that is it. Like, that's your job, bud. Yeah. Cause chaos. We're taking yeah. the hurricanes mm-hmm. hashtag. Cause chaos. It kind of reminds me, you know, and and not to say that Max Jones is is – is as skilled as him, but it kind of reminds me, you know, when they used to throw, you know, kind of, kind of a, an energy guy like that on, on, a, on the Getzloff and Perry line. And I think back to, you know, when they, when they had Bolesky, you know, a guy oh, like Bolesky, yeah. play with, play with Getzloff and Perry, mm-hmm. just a guy that, you know, like Patrick just said, plays with energy, plays like his hair is on fire and then can just get to the front of the net, you know, not particularly stellar with the puck, but, you know, can chip in here and there. You know, I think Bolesky brought a little bit more, of a goal scoring touch than Max Jones does, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of in the same vein there. And it kind of reminds me of that. So yeah, you know, like Patrick said, if he, if, if Max Jones is able to just keep his game simple and like Patrick said, touch the puck as least as possible and not have to be the guy in the line who has to handle the puck or, um, you know, the guy that has to transition it, the guy that gains zone entries, I think, I think, you know, he can, he can be a mainstay in the lineup. So, and I just, you know, I just, I like Max Jones. He's a, he's a character. I love, I love, I love the energy. I love the vibe he brings. So I would, I would, I would like to see him, uh, you know, continue, continue to play his way into the, into the roster and have him stay. 100%. John Gibson though, he's, he's continuing his good play. Yeah. My guy. Yeah. He's still Keeping looking pretty good, there. man. Dostal's backup has looked really good. <laughs> I will say I didn't I didn't like the I didn't like the second goal the Blues scored. It was the yeah. cross ice. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Yep. Like you got to get a stick on that if it if it's he's not that big of a shooting threat if he's on his backhand at the at the left dot. So mm-hmm. you know you you can be square to him, but if that puck comes across your crease, you got to get a stick on it. He's sitting there on the back post. Like yeah. Fowler should have been there maybe, but it was a, such a bang bang like shift from the left side to the right side that you know maybe Fowler was a step behind but Gibson's got to get a stick on that and that's one of the only soft goals I think he's given up all season I think he's been really good this yeah. year and, and is that really one nice in that see. goal in Vegas that breakaway goal in Vegas where he just gave up pretty much oh I that's like you. the only was other a... bad goal I could think of there was one. There was one against Boston. I didn't mind the Vegas one just because no one's stopping that. He could have given more effort, but even if he does, I don't think he stops that goal. You uh, you are you talking about the Eichel one? No, mm. there was like a another there one. There was a two on one. Like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was at the game, so I'm trying to like think about which one. Gibson's uh, uh, save percentage is a nine two seven currently. Yeah, I mean, damn. I mean, look, man. I will say, you know, I'm 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 self admittedly, you know, definitely. A, a little bit more critical of Gibson than I think anyone here, anyone on the pod tonight or, but I mean, I mean, he's looked, he's looked great. He's looked great. Um, You know, it's the, it's like, you know, it was, it was never a situation where for me, at least, you know, being a little bit more critical of him, where if John Gibson continued to play bad, it wasn't a situation where I was going to be like, Oh, like, yeah, I'm taking victory laps as one of our goalies is playing like shit. Like, no, like I, I, I'm more, more than happy to eat some crow here. Like he is, he's looked fantastic. I think, I think he, Looks like he has a little bit more energy. Um, well, I it's not exactly what I wanted to say, but um, a real system that is in front of him. No, yeah, there a real system. Like, yeah, he looks he looks and he hasn't played as as much. 
yeah, he he looks happy to play again. Yeah, and I think that as well. You know, not having to carry so much of the load again, which which I mean, we all know how much he's had to play in the last you know three, four, five seasons. And um, you know, I think I think I would I imagine think the, I think the more regular tomorrow. rest is good for him. Um, you know, just with his injury history, I think he's able to just kind of you yeah. know lay low and sure. do what he has to do, and not know that he needs to be the guy every single freaking night like he's had to be the last couple of years. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. He's looked great, and and if he continues to play great, that's a positive thing. You know, I mean, I th- I think just going into it or going into the season, I was I was I was looking for something like this from Gibson. You know, show show us who you were three or four years ago, three, four or five years ago, and I think and I think he's kind of starting to yep. show that again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Gibby's looking like Gibby again, and and you know that's a that's a good thing for the Ducks. Yep. Yeah. Personally, I don't I don't think the talent has ever left, obviously. It's just when you are playing, like you said, as much as you are, and then your defense is just breaking down as often as it did in the last couple four years, like you're giving up constant cross ice seam passes and forty plus and screens forty plus shots a night, like forty plus shots a night, and and <laughs> your defense isn't clearing out the front and giving up like just rebounds breakaways all that stuff it's uh, your numbers are going to suck i don't yeah. think like if you put any goalie in gibson's situation i I don't know how much better they're going to fare to be honest yeah mm-hmm. i was going to say Dostal's save percentage still eight nine three because i think when we talked about it last week i don't think he's gotten a start since then so he hasn't been able to really redeem him himself for the last he's he said like what two two games that are kind of meh two or three in a row yeah but that's fine. He's yeah. a rookie goalie. And exactly. I think yeah. this is exactly what you wanted. Like he wasn't, isn't, wasn't ready to take the reins completely, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I like having a, I called it a one, a one B like do a 55, 45 split. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, that's, that's the way to go from here on out. And yeah, you know, he probably plays tomorrow. You think so? Yeah. I mean, just based on how it's been going, and have Gibson he probably gets the a King. I, mean, I, I hope mean, so. I yeah. Mean, you know, we got, we got, I think you know three games in the next five days starting tomorrow. I mean, I think I think it's a safe bet that Dostal plays at least one of them. So, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can he can you know kind of uh, you know kind of get back on the schneid you know after Chris said you know, yeah my... he's gonna shut out the Habs tomorrow. <laughs> you hear that Felix? Christ. Felix is gonna be eating a hat. Oh, oh yeah, be eating a hat, delicious. <laughs> hopefully, it's a nice sweaty one. Yeah, but yeah, oh. we got we got my favorite game of the year coming up the black friday matinee game it's all yeah. always my favorite game of the year although i'm still not 100 sure if i'm going but i still <laughs> it's still my favorite, it's my still, favorite game of the year don't it's know still if my I'm favorite going. game well there's some there's some family uh no you're fine that i might have to go to instead but um trying to go if i can but for anybody that goes to uh uh-huh. goes to the black friday game they're uh they're in for a treat it's always fun you know it's a yeah. it's, it's a different vibe you know everyone's in a good mood because of the holidays mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the chat really quick, Savannah Hannah said, I'm clipping this. And I think she was talking about the, I think she was talking about Connor talking about Gibson, the Gibson oh, stuff. So in a good awesome. way. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I got, I got, oh no, the guy I was critical of playing well. What a, oh no. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Since we're talking about the Black Friday game. Um, let's, uh, let's get to our, what's on tap here or what's oh, sorry, on tap. Chris, did I, did I, did I, 
no no that was actually a little bit perfect. out of myself there sorry. no that was actually perfect right, I'm, not, I'm, not, to... I'm not uh i'm not accustomed to the new sponsor no you're, you're right. good um so sorry let's get let's get to our what's on tap segment brought to you by noble ale works go hang out at noble before or after any ducks game um even if they're on the road you can go uh, watch the game there. If you mention late arrivals when you get a beer or close your tab, you get 10% off. That's on game days, home or away. Also, if you're uh, going to a Ducks game and you stop at Noble beforehand, they have free game parking for all Ducks games. So go check them out. Have you guys uh, been recently or no? I have not. No. I, not? Went, I went before the home opener. That was the last time I was at Noble. But Okay. Uh... But Let I mean, say. can't can't say enough good things about Noble. It's a it's a it's a great pregame spot. It's a great spot just to go park before the game. I mean, it's yeah. a short, nice walk. You know, have as many beers as you want before the game, and then you got a nice little brisk walk to walk the beers off. You know, before you <laughs> maybe go have a couple more inside, or albeit a couple more expensive ones inside. If you, yeah. but um, yeah, I no, can't I can't say enough good things about Noble. I think when I was there at the home opener, I think I had their um their new. It was either their fest beer. Which is like you know the kind of Christmas season. You know, I was about to. Year, yeah, or, or was there Oktoberfest? It was one of those two. I don't. I don't remember. Well, I mean, shit, it might have been both. But I was gonna say they on their Instagram they posted two new uh, releases today. Um, one being a California Double. Um, it's an IPA, hazy IPA. Um, and then they came out with a. Uh, let's see, where is it? It's a festive collaboration with Tiki Tony. It's a Mai Tai seltzer. The Mele Kamiki Maka Mai Tai. That's there you Did go. Did I say that right? No, I don't. There you go. Lou said it. Lou Lou knocked that one out of the park. Sounds delicious. Um, Got orange, pineapple, lime, and a hint of cinnamon. Hint of cinnamon, huh? Sounds pretty good. Eleven percent, man. I'm telling you. Eleven percent. Oh boy. <laughs> Have a, have a have a pretzel before you have that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't right. drink strong beer anymore. Really, it's it's becoming a problem. Yeah, I, so- I can, but it's got to be like if I have anything more than like an eight percent, like I ask if they have like one of the smaller kind of goblet glasses, <laughs> not like a full like. It's just uh... um. I love I love them. I enjoy them, but it's just you know it's. <laughs> I want to enjoy more beers throughout the night, so I don't want to mm-hmm. put myself under after just one. Um, so yeah, that's noble. Go check them out in Anaheim, right around the corner from Honda Center. And see our new flag. Is it there yet? Um, I don't know actually. Might soon. be should be I soon. The, I know we're on the screen. Soon. We are on the screen. At least we're on the yeah. screen. So but, yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead and mention mention late arrivals. Get when Jake's off. done being on timeout. Yeah. It might appear. Yeah. So upcoming games we got tomorrow. If uh you know, we're recording this on Tuesday night. If you're listening to this and it's already Wednesday, the game is tonight. What are you waiting for? Get your tickets. The Canadians are in town. The Sakar um, Derby. Sakar Derby. <laughs> but yeah, Wednesday versus uh, the Canadians. We got Black Friday game against the Kings. And then uh, Sunday. And then next Tuesday, they're on the road. Sunday, they're in Edmonton. Tuesday, they're in Vancouver. Do we want to do any... Uh, predictions here for these four games oh uh, yeah against the Habs, the ducks are gonna win uh 20 million to two i thought it was gonna be a shutout 
or twenty million to zero. Sorry. <laughs> I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling a bounce back feel good game tomorrow. I'll say, I'll say five five two ducks. Okay. Black Friday, I will say oh that's a tough one. That's gonna be a good game. Um oof. Kings are on fire right now. It's tough. Oh boy. Mm. I'll 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 say four three kings in overtime. And the what's the Sunday game? Edmonton. Edmonton. Uh <laughs> well the Oilers too, man. They're they're in a weird spot right now, so I'll go same score, but four three Edmonton in regulation. Okay. And then Vancouver. I think I think uh you know what I think uh I think we win that one. I'll say I'll say four two ducks. Over Vancouver. All right. Lou, you said uh for the Montreal game twenty million to zero. Uh yeah, but my okay. real answer is probably like let's go five two. Five two. So lose yeah. so twenty million to nothing, so lose taking the over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. The Kings game, Lewis. Uh, just knowing how they play on Black Friday. Go five, three, Kings. Badly. Okay. Then Oilers and then Canucks. Oh. Both on the road. Probably like four two Edmonton, and then I think. Ducks win 3-2 in Vancouver in overtime. Oh, we're in Edmonton. Oh, I thought we were at home. No. Hmm. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll keep my same score. Okay. <laughs> Patrick, you, you want to run through yours? Yeah. Uh, 4-1 against the Habs. Uh, Dostal stops 32 shots. 32? Um, yeah. Uh, I say it's a... 4-2 loss against the Kings with an empty. Uh, Edmonton is... Hmm. Is Edmonton winning more now? Nah. Eh, not really. Edmonton 4-3 OT loss. Vancouver 3-2 OT loss. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Montreal. I say uh, we'll beat Montreal... Three two in regulation. Kings. Um hate saying this, but I feel like we lose to the Kings. I know I never want to predict a Kings win against the Ducks, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, they're they're streaking. Kings are good. They're streaking right now. I'm gonna say the Kings beat us five two. Mm. Um Oilers. Byfield. Chris is gonna go um, raid shopping on Black Friday night. <laughs> raid shopping. <laughs> I'm going to be on the news on the one starting fights in line for a TV. <laughs> All right. Oilers. Oilers game. I say the Ducks are going to win that one. 3-2 in OT. Ooh, three. Okay. In Edmonton. Okay. And then in Vancouver, I say we lose 3-2 in OT. Okay. I will say that for the Black Friday game. So remember how the Black Friday game for like 10 plus years was always this Chicago, always Ducks, Blackhawks, always Ducks, Blackhawks. And then for the last couple of years, for whatever reason, it's been the Sens. Yeah. Now it's and the, Winnipeg, Winnipeg was thrown in there. And now it's the Kings. Can we, can we just keep, keep it the Kings? Keep it the Kings. Yeah. Can we just keep it as Ducks, Kings, Black Friday? Yeah. 
that's, from that's oh, yeah. a perfect black like Friday. I feel like that would be so much fun. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Keep, the perfect... keep it on the center like it's always been. Always at home on Black Friday. I don't know how the Ducks got that, but yeah, my petition is officially every Black Friday from going forward, starting this year, Ducks Kings in Anaheim on Black Friday. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> reignite. Yeah, that's a perfect I mean, game. I mean, the rivalry's always been there, but you know, now both now both teams are good slash better, a little bit more competitive yeah. now. So let's ramp this thing up again. I want to see blood. Um, so in the chat here is the Edmonton game, the Gibby Showcase, the Gibby Showcase game. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Gibson doesn't have Edmonton on his no trade. Well, that's why we need Oilers fans to really like shower Gibson with support. So he waves yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, most players are, uh... don't have Canadian teams on their list, huh? No. Oh, yeah. Um, Lou, are you? Does uh... Mason McTavish pass the twenty thirty Stanley Cup to uh, Damian Clara? <laughs> Clara, beautiful. Say, Lou, are you in the? Are you in the Crash the Pond podcast? Uh, or... A little bit, yeah. You double podcasting? Wow, Lou's two timing us. You double dipping? I'm not. I'm not li- they're cool. muted though. No, double dipping. No more thirsty Thursday. It's thirsty Tuesday. Lou is. Lou is Jake said hi. By the way. Oh, okay. Other Jake. Uh, the other Jake. Crash upon Jake. What's up, Rudolph? Rudolph. All right. So those are our predictions. Hopefully we get them right. We usually aren't right. So all of us are, all, all <laughs> hopefully of us, we get them right. All of us that are gonna be right gonna... somehow. Somehow all so, of us are yeah. we're all going yeah. for up. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Especially in the King's game. Yeah. Hope so. Maybe they'll surprise us. Who knows? Know we're all four and up. <laughs> But if you want to go to the Habs game Wednesday night, if you want to go to the Black Friday game, which is like a 12.30 start, right? I think it's yeah, like it's, not, yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's 12.30, not one. Oh, it's 12.30? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah yes, it's, I see it's, see it's 1.30, 1.30 for me. So okay. I'm a mountain guy now. So Right. But yeah, if you want to go to the Canadians game on Wednesday or the Kings game on Friday – we have partnered with our best buds over at 714 Tickets. If you're a Ducks fan, you definitely know who they are. They're right across the street from Honda Center. Um, they can get you deals on tickets just by listening to us. So if you want to go to any of these Ducks games, go on their website or go, yeah, just go on their website. Use code LAP at checkout. You get 10% off your order. Um doesn't have to be just Ducks games. We, we talk about this all the time. It could be literally whatever they're selling on 714tickets.com. Just use our code, all caps, LAP at checkout, 10% off your order. Get yourself to some of these games and uh, see how it goes. The Canadians game, I, I'm a little more excited for than the Kings game right now just because the King, I just, Kings games are just hard to, to deal with. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And I'm not even there. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's nuts. The, the hatred between the two teams and it's well, and there's well, and there's there's crash the pond hat eating on the line tomorrow night too that yeah is, that is true yeah, more yeah one of jake one of jake or felix is going to eat a hat on more locked in tomorrow next week's crash the pond so make sure you uh yeah. make sure you're so, watching tomorrow if you want to yeah. see it unfold hit up 714 tickets and get your tickets for tomorrow night's game yeah the ducks win think, tomorrow just you think felix seasons his hats what kind of season does know. he put on I his think hat? he puts like just pepper salt and pepper 
Oh, at least French. So he probably dips it in mayonnaise. Yeah, it's uh, in mayonnaise. Weirdo. Montreal but, steak seasoning. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep that that'll probably be it right there. There you go. Ooh, or maybe or maybe like some steak frites. So <laughs> like, so there's like a peppercorn sauce. <laughs> Whatever works, honestly. Whatever helps him get it down. Yeah, but yep. yeah, that that could be fun. So if the Ducks win tomorrow against the Canadians, just. Um, tweet uh, Felix a card on Twitter. Yep. Nothing but like pictures of hats. Mm-hmm. See how that goes. But anyway, um, our other pals. Well, it's also been, well, it's also been a little bit since the last one. So uh, I predict in the next four games we get another Frank the Toronto Hatcher. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's been a little bit. And that's that's apparently a theme this year. So he's due. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, um, our other buddies shifthockey.com um go on their website people use code lap10 all caps lap then the number 10 get 10 percent off your order um they have hockey sticks they got gloves they got hoodies they got all kinds of apparel um go check them out get lost on their website it's very nice lou loves the cream stuff um he's always raving about it he just loves he just loves the cream I don't know what else to yep. say about it because he's just a big he's a big creamer. Um anyway. Yep. Lap okay. 10, 10 lap 10 10% off. Um go get a new hockey stick. You're in like men's league or something, you do beer league or even if your kids playing or something, you know, go go grab a new hockey stick. They're much cheaper than uh you know like CCM and mm-hmm. Warrior and True Hockey, all that stuff. Shift Start hockey's the way to go. Starting to get and, colder, get yourself a cool beanie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beanie. yeah. I mean, it's it's like outdoor rink season almost, right? So, you know, you get the nice shift hockey stick, lace up your skates, get on the pond. If you're in Minnesota or somewhere in Canada, New England even, have a nice uh, cream-colored shift hockey beanie while you're on the, on the, on the pond. Everyone's going to be asking where you got it and how you got such a great deal on it. And it's lap 10, 10% off. Yep. But all right. That easy, folks. <laughs> all right, let's uh move on to some NHL stuff here. Um, do you guys what see about the ITR? ITR. We do oh, that. Yeah, no. Do that in the closing. Oh, we doing? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm Lou. I'm the rookie here. I I I don't know. Continue. Um, do you guys see the Winter Classic uh sweaters? I'll say sweaters for Lou. I almost said jerseys. Um, I did. I like Seattle's. I do like Seattle. You really like Seattle, Vegas? I mean, I mean, I'm never gonna like a Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, what the hell is that, bro? It's not that bad. Like, I also don't know what they could do for like a jersey that's supposed to be old school for them. Just because yeah. nothing. We need like to a, see the full uniform for them. Yeah, nothing yeah. they do is in like an old school way. So, like, you know, I like, I kind of expect them to go against the grain a little bit. But like, it's not the worst thing they've they've ever done. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's AEW okay. and really, Utah Jazz broke them. Like I really the like news. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Seattle. I'll be curious to see what color the pants and gloves are. I'll be curious to see if they're like the same color as that cream stripe in the middle, or if they're kind of like what Edmonton did with the darker brown. Yeah. Um, I think, but I think either way, I think I think those are gonna look really cool in the eyes. I think I think the red logo with the navy, the cream, and the um I think I'm just call it like seafoam green or like the aqua. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a nice contrast, really makes that S pop. Um yeah, I like, I, like, I like Seattle's. I love it. It looks like uh, it looks like an old like 1920s football jersey. I think it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Um, Vegas, Seattle, right? 
It's in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. In Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Seahawks Stadium, right? Lumen no. Field or something? Is that the baseball stadium? Mariners. Yeah, oh, it's had... the Mariners. Yeah. yeah. It's, Mariners. it's, at, it's, at, a, it's at T-Mobile Park. T-Mobile Park. Yeah. That's right. I don't care. It's Safeco Field to me. Safeco. Yeah, it's still Safeco to Safeco. me. Safeco. I think it's Safeco. I think uh, uh, Greg Wyshynski tre- uh, tweeted that the Vegas logo looks like a double middle finger. Like, oh my god, the- it kind of does. Oh, like, oh it kind of looks like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's true. I never, I never saw it that way. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen these jerseys yet, I mean, if that um, was the intention, that's very on brand for Vegas, or that's like something the Hurricanes would do too. Yeah, true. Hiding a um, hiding a middle finger in their logo. <laughs> if you haven't seen the the winter classic looks yet um chris creamer has them on his twitter uh and his website um hockeylogos.net i believe no not hockey logo sports logos.net um and greg washinsky i believe tweeted out so it's everywhere just it's so easy to find um seattle's definitely rocks mm-hmm. um okay. vegas i'm scared that the vegas um vegas ones are gonna have like gold pants I feel yeah I feel like everything's gonna be white. Like everything is. May gonna... yeah, maybe. We'll see. I can. See I could that. see them yeah. going like tan or something. What? Yeah, I can see tan. Oh, we'll see. Like I get what they try to do with the the V being like swords and stuff, but I kind of wish they took on like instead of trying to be like, you know, like the whole Winter Classic vibe is to be like a a throwback to like the the franchise's roots, like way in the beginning or like old, really old looking old school jerseys, old school logos. Since Vegas doesn't have that. I mean Seattle doesn't either, but I mean I guess I mean they they got it from the the Met- the Metropolitans which just works really well. Um since Vegas doesn't really have that, I kind of wish they took on I don't know how it would look on a on a jersey, on a hockey jersey, but like a like a neon Vegas style, like how the old neon signs looked like back in the day if they did something like that. Kind of like the logo reverse retro one. Kinda. Um I don't know. I don't really know how it would look, but something along the lines like that. Like like how you went to the the neon sign thing in Vegas, Lou. What is it? Oh yeah. Like take inspiration from like yeah, the graveyard thing. Like take inspiration yeah, yeah, from yeah. like that or something. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, like I'm not saying the jersey has to glow or anything, but like have like an old style logo yeah. like that and that. Yeah, something like that would have been cool. But anyway, let's move on to uh, the Patrick Line situation. Hmm. So he was scratched. He was scratched last game. And he, he quote, I think he said that it was the most embarrassing thing that has happened in his uh, hockey career. So thoughts yeah, on that? And from, from Pascal Vincent's point of view, like I understand I've been a, a head coach that used to be an assistant coach with that same group. And it is tough to kind of gain the room because you're going from a position where you're kind of these guys buddies as an assistant coach, you're kind of the guy they can turn to their friend, uh, kind of the mediator between them and the head coach. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into the position of being a head coach yeah. and now you have to gain their respect. And I guess his big weapon is to bench players. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's really the proper thing to do instead of just like trying to, I don't know, like line a was playing center and then you bench him for not playing well. Why don't you just put him back on the wing for a little bit and see if that works? Like benching should be, in my opinion, like 
a last ditch effort, unless he's yeah. doing something completely against what you are preaching, mm-hmm. then I think you gotta, that should be a last, like last ditch effort. And I agree. Yeah. Like the blue jackets seem to be in just in like a spiral right now with this kind of stuff. Like he, I know he benched like Severson and he benched Gaudreau and now line yep. and I don't know. Line seems like the guy who wouldn't respond to that. I don't know him personally, but wouldn't respond to that proper, like the way someone else would like I, I just each player should like you have to be calculated when you do stuff like this especially to a, a star player uh, like line a, so yeah i mean we have a question later regarding a possible trade so maybe we oh, can yeah. get into that in a little bit but is 29 available <laughs> hmm. <laughs> 29 who last wore 29 and i was Christian it uh... juice was it? I was gonna say Chris. I was gonna say Chris Stewart, but I think it is Juice. I think it is Juice. Yeah, Some random wore it like in the last two or three years. But who's Juice? Christian Juice. The oh, Juice. His last name is literally like Juice, but it's oh, like yeah. DJ OS. Yeah, I I blocked out that era of Doc Hockey in from my mind. So you missed out, man. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna give a quick shout out. Um. The Ducks did pretty uh did something pretty cool for uh um one of our friends family members. Oh yeah. At the last game. Oh yeah. Um they yeah. honored uh Patrick O'Donnell. That's our good friend Annie's brother. Shout uh, out to who is uh battling an aggressive form of brain cancer. So shout out to Patty. Um yep. you know it's hockey fights cancer month and everything. So love yep, that he got that recognition from the Ducks. It was really cool, great video. Um they show I think they tweeted out the whole the whole video and everything. And I love how like much of a connection he has with Dostal. Mm-hmm. Like him and Dostal are like really close. It's really cool to see. Um yeah, like meeting for lunch and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. It's it's great. Like uh it was really cool to see the ducks do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once again, shout out to Patty Patty O'Donnell. Yep. Um how about Simone Dupre? He's playing in the uh EIHL now. Or the, uh, the Nottingham Nottingham Panthers, the uh, oh, okay. English English league. Good for Dupre, man. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, what could have been at the NHL level? I mean, you know, unfortunately, he was plagued by yeah, plagued by a couple concussions. But I mean, you know, his time in Anaheim, he was he was fantastic playing with Cam Fowler. But um, I didn't yeah. know he was thirty two already. Good to see him get you know another another chance to extend his career overseas. That was one of Bob Murray's best trades. Lovejoy for oh, Dupre. 100%. Oh my God. And he was so good with Cam Fowler. I thought they were going to like just tear the league apart for a decade. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. that pairing was injuries. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I didn't know he was 32. That kind of shocked me. For yeah, some I think, reason, I thought he was maybe. His, I think in his first season with the Ducks, he was only like 23 or 24, which is kind of insane. But... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good for him. Hopefully he uh he plays well overseas. But um yeah, that's pretty much it for the uh the uh NHL news segment there. Um it's very weird that there are no games tonight. <laughs> and then there are 14 tomorrow. And then of mm-hmm. course there are none on Thanksgiving and then Friday there's another 15. So some some craziness with the schedule. Um Jeff Merrick, Jeff Merrick kind of gave some clarity today. 
as to why there were no games, but um, just venues not being available tonight. There were like three different ones, and two of them are Canadian, and the Canadian teams are like in the states right now or something for whatever he said. But um, yeah, let's get to questions. Oh, already? Dang, flying by. Yeah, shorter, shorter episode. Oh, you know, we, you know, thanks, thanks, or as my aunt says, T gives. T gives yeah because you know we just recorded last week and released our latest episode on Friday so not a ton has happened and thanks to uh yeah Turkey Tom paying a visit we had to record a little earlier this week but the first one Turkey Tom Turkey Tom stop questioning (laughs) just Turkey Tom you're gonna enjoy him on Thursday. You'll know who Turkey Time is. I'm not. I'm gonna have lasagna for Thanksgiving. That's what actually kind of, that's actually kind of a banger. <laughs> that's actually kind of a banger decision. Yeah, right, I'm over our... Turkey. I think Turkey's just kind of yeah. It's not the greatest. It's not. No. I, um, I, I am giving a rare agreement to a Lou food take. I think. <laughs> Really quick, if I had my ideal Thanksgiving where like I could pick everything, I'm having all the normal Thanksgiving sides. I think they're all great, but I'm replacing turkey and ham with like tri-tip and barbecue ribs. Yeah. Okay. And I think okay. that would be so much. I think it all still pairs well with the Thanksgiving stuff. I think yeah. that's the meal right there. Patrick, thoughts on turkey? <laughs> I, I think Thanksgiving's about the sides, and you kind of need a bland meat for that. So that's my view. Okay. I think having so much flavor in like barbecue stuff with like cranberry sauce is a little weird. No offense, Connor, but I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't love turkey. There's a like if if all if turkey was so good, we would eat it more than just once a year on Thanksgiving. So true. But I think it's 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 like a vehicle for all the other good shit. It's good on sandwiches, but even that, I, I, I like, do. I've never been a turkey sandwich guy. Like, I like really. I like. I do like the leftover. I'll never eat it. I'll eat it if it's the only thing available, or if like you know, like Patrick yeah. on Thanksgiving. Like, I'm gonna have turkey because I want some protein, and that's kind of the only protein there. I can't so, remember the last time I had a turkey sandwich. It's not my favorite. I do like the leftover turkey from Thanksgiving, though, and having it on a sandwich. That's actually pretty good. Adding like some stuffing to the sandwich. That's pretty delicious, not gonna lie. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Questions, baby. First question from our pal Richie. What's a realistic trade for line A? I'm thinking Jones, Leno, and a third could do it with no retention. What do you think? Who wants it? I'll take it. Um <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> here's the thing. So Columbus he's he Line A is at his lowest possible value he's ever been at ever will be at and i think columbus knows that so if you want to get if you want to pry him out of there like they have no they have no reason to trade him so you need to give them a reason in my opinion um i know i went back and forth a little bit with rudolph about this but um so he's got he's got three years left or two two uh two years left after this one at uh seven eight point seven mil per season um, but like if, if I'm Columbus, like, again, you have no reason to trade him. So I think it's going to take a first to pry him out of there mm-hmm. and then probably a roster player and maybe like a lower prospect. I threw out maybe like a protected first and Bogru 
and maybe someone like like a defenseman like Ian Moore's rights or maybe Tyson Hines, someone like that. And I think that can get it done, to be honest. And I think that's a, kind of a bargain for a guy who he's been at. He has health issues. He's been at near point per game pace the last two years, though, despite the health issues. So I think it's something like 108 points in 111 games. So he's a productive player, a proven productive player, and he's exactly what the team needs. He, they need a guy who can finish right now, and he could pair so well with Zegris or Carlson or McTavish or any combination of those guys. And I think, you know, he and he's only 25 years old in his prime. And I think being in a low pressure environment um, with a coach who seems to he can get the best out of these kind of players, I think it's a perfect fit. So I would completely go after him if I were uh, Verbeek. But again, I think if you're Columbus, you need a reason to get rid of him or you need a reason to trade him right now. Otherwise, just hold on to him until the offseason when a lot of teams have a lot more money and the cap is going to go up. So, yeah, that's my that's my opinion on it. So at first, a mm-hmm. uh Roster player with potential and then possibly a a, a prospect. Yeah. What do you guys think? You rarely get the opportunity to buy low on a guy with potential elite goal scoring capabilities who is a second overall pick. Not mm-hmm. even, you know, um yeah, you know, like Patrick said, you know, injuries aside, I mean, I think I mean it's it's he's at the lowest value he's ever been and he will probably ever be at. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, and and the Ducks just lack a, a pure shooter. I think Troy Terry is maybe your closest thing to that. You know, Frank Vetrano as well. But, I mean, you know, like a guy with just elite capabilities like Patrick Line has shown in spurts that he has. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's the, it's the perfect opportunity to, you know, actually go and try to improve the team. Now, you know, it's not it's not a move you're making to to, you know, you're obviously not – blowing up the prospect pool for a guy like this um you know you know thankfully the docs are in a great cap situation the next couple years where yeah you know you may look at that patrick line i think it's what eight uh what is it 8.2 or 8.7 8.7 8.7 yeah you know you may look at that 8.7 and be like whoa we'll be a little turned off by that for a second but you know we're we're in a great cap situation right now you know it's only two more years so if it really doesn't work out then it's like okay you know, you just kind of eat it for two more years and then we'll do what we got to do in 2025, 2026, whatever. We'll, we'll handle that when we get there. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm with, I'm with Patrick here. If, if, if the deal is right and, and like, you know, look, I know we're all attached to these guys in our prospect pool, you know, some more than others, but you know, at some point the ducks are going to get to a point where, you know, we got to maybe start moving a couple of these guys to try yeah. to actively improve the roster. Like that's going to need to happen. Like not every single one of these guys is going to be making up, you know, this isn't 2008 Barcelona where like every single one of those guys came up through the youth Academy program. And it's just all Barcelona guys. It's like yeah. the lineup in the next five years is not just going to be all ducks guys and all ducks prospects and guys that have been yeah. here. You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, if the, if the deal is, I mean, I mean, it sounds like a basic answer, but I mean, yeah, if if the deal is right for Patrick Laine, is that his lowest value? I'm I'm in. I'm totally in. Why not? Why not? I'll throw out some two uh, mock <laughs> trades here. This is from the Pond Press on Instagram. Okay. Uh, good follow. Go follow uh, this account. Um, now I don't know if these mock trades are theirs. Um, so apologies to whoever runs the Pond Press if this is, I don't know if this is yours or not, but here's the first one. P- 
Patrick Line to the Ducks, to the Blue Jackets. Adam Henrique with 50% retained, a 2024 second, and Jacob Perot. Oh, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing of that. Of course. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're Columbus, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the only thing. That's, that's the right. Weird, yeah. Like, like, are you sure Columbus just isn't hanging up at that? That's yeah. kind of the the right. ducks you 100 that's offered to you 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 take it home to the bank and run yeah mm-hmm. but it's like yeah like i just i don't see it. columbus is gonna need a little bit more of a sweetener like like if yeah. we're talking patrick line ideal you know unfortunately you know there might be there might be a tristan Leno in that deal i think i think if part with that right if columbus if columbus was closer to the cap right now they have five million cap space mm-hmm. they're obviously the cap is going up you add another four to that, plus their uh Rostovic is coming off their books. You add another four to that. They're just not in a bad cap situation. So yeah. they have no they have no reason not to hang on to him and see him through this like tough time unless he's requested a trade. Mm-hmm. And um and you you have to again you have to offer something that they want. I mean, a second yeah. is yeah. fine. Henrique uh, is just offset cap, I'm guessing. And yeah. then Perot, I don't know if is enough to enough juice to get him out. Yeah. Yeah, so you I've... brought up Connor brought up Leno. Um, that's in the second mock. It's Leno, a twenty twenty four second that we got from Boston, and then Brock McGinn. So like, I don't know if maybe between the two, if you can get it done by maybe somehow combining both of them. Not not obviously not all of them, but maybe like pieces of of both. Maybe uh, Tristan Leno is in there, and maybe Henrik, and then this, and then the second. Mm-hmm. Not McGinn, not Perot. I don't know if that would do it, but I mean, if if both of those, if either of those trades are brought to us as the Ducks proposed to us by Columbus, I'm doing yes. both. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think the Leno package gets you a little bit closer. Um, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if it's there for Columbus incentive wise. It might, it might be a little bit more on the surface than Ducks fans may want to do. But you know, I mean, I mean, you know, this is this is just kind of. It's one of those moves that a team in the Ducks situation kind of, I don't know the exact words I'm trying to say to lead me to this point, but it's one of those moves where, you know, you look for, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, to try to really improve the roster, to help, not necessarily help. Like, I don't think you're looking at bringing in Patrick Line and saying, oh, the Ducks are an immediate contender. Like, I don't think that's the deal. You know, you're buying a guy at his lowest value and hope that he gets you a positive ROI and he can get back to his form that we know he can be, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, but again, you know, like like Patrick said and like we've been saying, you know, Columbus still has all their leverage for all intents and purposes. You know, they haven't lost any leverage. It's not, you know, like Patrick said, he's not demanding a trade. He's not sitting out. You know, he's not holding out. It's... It's not a situation like that. So it's not like, oh, where we can just try to go in and, and you know, fleece Columbus out from under their nose. You know, it's going to be, you know, we're probably, if we are training for Patrick Line, we're probably going to part with a piece or two that's going to be a little bit tough to go see or mm-hmm. a little bit tough to see go. But, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a move that you make to actually actively help improve the, improve a team on a come up, improve a team on the come up and to get you closer to that contender potential. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not just getting line A. You're getting line A for the next two seasons after this one. The, yeah. the seasons when you're trying to make these steps toward competition, toward the playoffs. And he's also a perfect player for the developments of like that's the most important thing right now is development of the McTavish's Zegers Carlson. That's the timeline. 
he fits the timeline. Yeah, he's he's younger than Troy Terry is, and uh, I, I just think he fits so well with like he's just the missing piece in my opinion like that kind of player we were all in on Debrinket, and i think he's in a similar kind of situation where he's just going to find these open spaces in ice he's obviously got the 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 shot um and then you know if if you can again in in a cronin system who gets who seems to get full effort from these guys i think he can get the most out of line a so it's yeah, yeah it's a move you have to make if if and again, it's the cheapest he's ever going to be, but it's still going to take a, it's not going to be like for nothing. Um, and right now the Ducks are one of the only teams that can absorb most of his cap hit. So I think they're in a good spot. Like if, if Verbeek need, hopefully Verbeek has been on the phone <laughs> with uh, Kekalainen because that that's an opportunity that you don't want to see your GM pass up on. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. God, it'd, it'd be so nice to see him in a Ducks jersey. Would you rather trade for Patrick Laine or sign William Nylander? Trade for Patrick Laine. Yeah, same. Just, I just because to see. Nylander is awesome, but he's gonna be he's gonna cost eleven million probably. For yeah, at least true. For and seven like years, and he's gonna be twenty eight in the summer. So I want I want Nylander here. I want. So Nylander. do I. But I mean, yeah. If 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 you got to pick between that contract's gonna be nuts. The smarter investment is gonna be in Laine, but man, yeah. I just picturing like i'm picturing zegers carlson nylander top line and then i mean i i mean hey even a zegers carlson line a top line would yeah. be disgusting mm. would be filthy <laughs> I'd, be, I'd i'd be happy with both i think i think that would i think that would be deadly i think either of them but yeah it's 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 fun that we're actually in this we've yeah. got point where we can actually like not to say that you know there's actual reports out here about this that the ducks are actively pursuing this but it's Fun that we can actually have you know realistic discussions about these maybe about moves like this maybe being a possibility. Yeah. All right. Next one from Noah on Twitter here. Do y'all think Zegris is more focused on his defensive game this year rather than scoring? We know that was a big topic during the contract during his contract signing during the offseason. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I mean, I mean, I think it's it's safe to say he's put a lot more focus and effort on yeah. it. And- and you know that's plain to see just by watching games, just with how good he's been in the defensive zone. He looks like a completely different player out there. Um, and you know it's it's something that Greg Cronin has even mentioned too. You know Greg Cronin doesn't seem to be too worried about um, uh, you know Zegers' lack of points in the first couple of weeks. I know he's on the IR right now, so we're not seeing him right now. So that kind of puts you know a little bit of a hedge in things. But um, yeah, I mean I mean it's clear as day that that was something that. You know, clearly Pat Verbeek and his staff and Greg Cronin wanted to work on with Zegers, and I think I think we're I think we were seeing that coming to the forefront when he wasn't hurt. Um, and yeah, you know, it's a it's a good thing. You know, like we know the kind of offensive ta- we know the kind of offensive talent that Zegers has, and you know, kind of kind of back to what Patrick was saying at the start of the pod. You know, these guys are learning how to play the right way, and mm-hmm. um, you know, learning how to play a high tempo heavy four checking you know just constantly on the other team's ass style of play and you know that's probably not something zegers has been used to doing his last two or three nhl seasons so you know it's 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 an adjustment period you know he's 21 22 years old you know i'm sure he's he has this in his mind where okay this is something i really need to work on so i'm sure it's at the forefront of his mind but you know like i said we all know what zegers can do offensively that's that's not up for debate so um you know hopefully when he gets back and he's fully healthy um you know, we see, we see both ends of it start to click. 
Yeah, I don't think sure. he's sacrificed his offensive game for defense. I think he's still generating the same chances that he was. They just yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Puck luck hasn't been there. And, yeah, but he's had like some defensively, bad luck. defensively, he's been so awesome. Yep. Like like little things, he's just like he's baiting players into turnovers. It's so fun to watch him just like mm-hmm. try to he's he's dissecting plays like he does on the offensive side, but doing it on the defensive side to win pucks back. And it's really yeah. really fun to watch him anticipate plays and kind of get himself in position to to win these pucks back and then turn up ice the other way and then it, it's just been a lot of fun to watch uh, for someone like me who's a nerd for defense so <laughs> I've, I've like i really really enjoyed zegris this season i think it's the best yeah. version of zegris that we've gotten so 100 he's uh, he, yeah he's looked so so good um since the season started and people um you know you're gonna see people jumping on him for uh his lack of his uh, lack of numbers on offense so far this season. Um, but I, it, it's mainly going to come from, from people who don't watch. Um, they're not watching the Ducks. They stay, they look at Zegers's point total and how many games he's played, and they'll jump on that. But if you actually sit and watch the games that he's played this season, he has been a completely different player. He's all over the ice. He's he's looked good. He He has more confidence in his defensive game for sure. And it's just I I like Patrick said this is definitely the best version we've had of him, um so far and I'm excited for him to get back and to kind of keep that rolling and see what it's like when we get you know towards the end of the season how everything kind of evolves and yeah he's he's been a lot of fun to watch for sure. As Tamo Solani always said, the catch up will flow. <laughs> yeah, will come at some point. You know, he's been hurt. It sounds like for what Cronin said, you know, the current thing that he's out for was kind of. Uh, was kind of plaguing him a little bit for about two or three weeks beforehand. So, you know, I mean, probably safe to bet that the Zegers we were seeing at the beginning of the year probably wasn't even, probably wasn't even Zegers at 100%. So um, yeah. they're rushing back, you know, want to see him get back fully healthy, 100% rearing to go. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about Zegers at all. Same. All right, next one from Brian on Twitter. Why am I falling asleep lately watching the Ducks? Also, why has the offense become so predictable? I think um, back to what we were saying before, was that just uh, falling asleep? I mean, they're just not getting in on the forecheck like they were at the beginning of the year. I think, in my opinion, it's been a little bit of fatigue setting in. and then the offense is drying up just the same reason. Like it's tough to to get up up the ice when you've been in your zone for a little bit and been on been on the forecheck and, and all that. And then also it's just it's it's kind of a, a lack of depth scoring, in my opinion. Like we yeah, the successful teams in the league have three lines that can score. The ducks mm-hmm. right now have maybe one. So I think getting healthy is one thing, and then and then trying to manufacture uh, manufacture ways to, to get into dangerous areas is, is the next step. Yeah. Yeah, You know, kind of, kind of the new, the new kind of term amongst the league is how, is how the competitive teams really are rolling out a top nine. Kind of like you said, you have a top Mm -hmm. nine and you have a bottom three, right. You know, it's no longer a top six and a bottom six and, you know, the ducks just aren't there yet. Um, um, you know, time will come where we can make moves to actively add to that. You know, like we were talking about, you know, maybe, a Patrick Line or maybe, you know, if we want to get even crazier, a William Nylander situation like we were talking about. So um yeah, you know, it's a it's a we already 
we already kind of touched on it. You know, I think I think Patrick hit the nail on the head. It's just you know, it's to be expected. It's to be expected from a young team kind of reaching that fatigue point of the season, learning a new system without without um, uh, you know without the depth that we see from these from these really competitive teams in the league. Yeah. So over on Instagram, Vin Ducky seventeen. We we've answered this one before. I want to know if any of your guys is uh, if your answers have have changed mm. next captain predictions Mason I know Mc... a lot yeah I know a lot of you most of you have said McTavish I know McTavish has been thrown out there and Fowler has been thrown out there but yeah so Connor says uh McTavish the longer it goes without Cam Fowler the less I think it's going to be Cam Fowler yeah yeah I, I'd, I, be I shocked if, I'd be shocked if Cam Fowler gets to see it'll be it'll be McTavish or Terry I'm pretty certain it's one of those two I think I'm a little bit partial towards McTavish but so he would be he would be my pick. I think a lot of teams, when they announce their new captain, they want to pick a younger guy who can be the captain for the next, at least decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it the, the clear favorites right now are McTavish and Terry. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said Terry, but it seems every day that passes, mm-hmm. it looks more and more like McTavish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't know what goes on in the locker room. Who's, who's the voice in that room. Uh, but I just from an outsider's perspective, it's looking more and more like twenty three is gonna gonna wear the C. Yeah, yeah you just you, you you just kind of pick up on context clues a little bit, you know, just kind of the way they talk about McTavish. I mean, you have Frank Vetrano going on yeah. what chaos pod and saying that you know <laughs> saying outright that Mason McTavish is a future leader of this team. I mean, I don't know how much more of an endorsement you need to to see that you know that probably puts him as one of the favorites to be the next captain. So I would I would. I, think I, I have a bold. Like I have a bold player. Go Pavel Minchikov. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not bold, but no, it's bold. It's a bit it's bold. bold. That's bold. I'm not going to agree, but it's bold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, th- he he's the Calder winner in my opinion, as of now. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. Well, I mean, I mean, what else can be said about Minchikov at this point? Like, he's so good. The kid's disgusting. The kid's disgusting. He's already the number he's, one defenseman on the team. Yeah, he is pretty gross. It's it's just it's phenomenal so, yeah, to watch. If you're not watching the Ducks, I don't know what you're waiting for. If, I mean, the the last few games haven't been great, but honestly, like from an individual perspective, yeah, he's, like he stood out. Like, if you want to just watch, like for some of our players, go for it. Like, we've got some really fun young talent going down in Anaheim right now. So it's been a lot of fun, even if we're losing some games here. But yeah, I'll have to agree. I was on the Cam Fowler train for quite a while, but as uh, Connor said, the longer it goes on and he's not getting that C, it's kind of feeling like it's just not going to happen, which is fine. Um, But I do agree. I I think it's going to be, I think it's going to end up being McTavish, which I think is awesome. Uh, I, I think he would be, you know, like Patrick said, we don't know what's going on in the locker room and stuff and who really is that voice, but I can see him with the C. It just fits. I feel like it really fits him just from his interviews, um, the way his teammates are around him, the way people, you know, just talk about him on the team and stuff. I can definitely see it being McTavish. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, Cam, uh, Cam didn't wear the A in uh, Colorado. No, it he wore like- it. A- he he's For, worn it a decent amount of times a season though, hasn't he? Yes. It was yeah. it was di- it was a different 
alternate captains in the road trip, I think. Oh, okay. Didn't Radko Gudis wear one? I, yeah, I think he did. Recently. Yeah. Um, All right, this one comes from uh, our boy, Jack Janes. Go follow him on Twitter, one of our Inside the Rink writers. He said, besides Korea, what Ducks player did you want to win a cup the most with the Ducks? Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler. Oh, my say. God. Yeah, Kessler. That would have been great. Yeah, same. Like, I can't Man, really that... who else I would pick. I mean, you know, Bobby Ryan, I guess. But it's like, you know. Cogliano would be cool. Yeah, Cogs. Yeah, Cogs would be great. Uh, Jonas Hiller. Oh, good one. Yeah. Ryan Miller. Miller Ryan Miller. One. Ryan Miller's my pick. Miller. Yeah, I'd say I'd say in yeah. that order, I think Kessler, Cogs, Hiller would be my top three. I'm well, definitely going Kessler. One to three, Kessler being number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ryan Kessler. Hiller would have been really nice too. Um, but yeah, that's weird because my mind went straight to like the Mighty Duck era for some reason. Cause I, I guess because Korea was brought up. But yeah, my I was not even thinking Ryan Kessler. But yeah, that's that's an easy answer for me. It's definitely Kessler. Stanislav Chistov. Gee, stop, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that, so, Lou, you said Miller? Won. What? I said if Jared Bull would have won. Yeah. I would not shut up about it. You said Miller, though? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan. Miller. All right, all right. And Patrick, you agreed, Kessler? It's Ryan Kessler. Or yeah. Ryan Kessler, yeah. Good what one. Uh, Sean has a good one in the chat. Ruslan Soleil. Soleil, yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rusty. All right. Next one from our, our guy, Jake, our host that cannot be here. Like I st- uh, he's stated earlier, bullying he's in timeout because he's bullying, bullying kids. Well, he is uh, here. I would, I would come back and tell the story after you read the question. Yes, he is yeah, here. I, as you I have been hiding here. this whole time. <laughs> well, anyway, he he asks... What's your guys' worst sickness-induced ick that's ruined food or a beverage for you? Mine is now Panda Express after this weekend. I will explain when I'm on again and my voice is no longer raspy. I just like how it's Panda Express and that's literally what Connor had before he hopped on right now. That's why I sent the gif I did in the chat. Yeah. There was a time like three Christmases ago, me and my cousins went to a movie on uh, the night before Christmas Eve, so December 23rd. And we went out to the bars after and we got Del Taco and I got the carne asada fries and ended up getting really sick, like over the middle of the night. I'm I'm not sure if it was the carne asada fries, but I definitely just had that, you know, bad taste association in my mouth, literally and figuratively because of it. And so, like, I didn't eat Del Taco for like six months. Jeez. So before everyone else goes around, shall I share the story first, just yeah. just to, to yeah. provide some context? Yeah. Okay. So it all starts Thursday. Um, Heather got sick before I did, and she came home early from work on Thursday. So I got home from work, kind of kept my distance. And Friday, I ran around at errands and stuff like I usually do. Had a nice day. Got Chick Fil A for lunch. You know, was feeling great. <laughs> and I got home, and I had a little bit of a cough, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, here we go." Yeah, I I thought I was safe. Um, and progressively throughout the day I got worse and worse to the point where I was sitting on the couch with a sweatshirt on 
and a blanket covering me because I had the chills so bad. Jesus. But there was a window of time about it, maybe an hour and a half before, you know, I felt like I was going to just start convulsing on the floor. But I was like, you know what? I'm hungry again. You know, she, Heather was resting, laying down, and I was like, I'm going to order something from DoorDash. The panda sounded good. <laughs> Ate it real fast and then went back to doing whatever I was doing, probably bullying children on Halo. <laughs> um, and, you know, like overnight, felt like shit. Uh, I went to bed with the chills. But the thing was, I woke up Saturday and whatever i had definitely started as the flu and then probably turned into like some sort of sinus infection because i've been congested since mm-hmm. but like i was feeling nauseous when i woke up saturday morning and i kept like you know like sometimes when you're sick and you've just been like taking a bunch of medicine and stuff it just feels like there's constantly like something in your throat yeah so I kept having just like that sensation, but every time I would feel like that kind of like encroaching feeling in my throat, I just could taste orange chicken still. Oh. And I just, you did, you did not know. I am mm. one to not have to vomit. Mm. Um, and I did not at all this weekend. Um, you know, my, my streak lives on having, you know, an iron will of not being that sick <laughs> um, but for like a day and a half all i could taste was orange chicken and it was terrible um oh. i didn't eat for like a day after that i nibbled on a piece of pita bread and i think that's <laughs> all i ate into sunday and yeah then i went to work yesterday and had my first like solid meal in like a day and a half or something like that and it didn't taste like orange chicken. I was happy. That's good. That's good. So wild, wild weekend here. Yeah. It's not been fun. <laughs> very, citru- very citrusy. Um, You feeling a little bit better today? Yeah. I mean, besides my voice sounding like it does, you know. Are you wanting to stay on for the squeak of the week? Uh, no, because I'm oh, doing okay. enough, I'm doing enough squeaking as it is. <laughs> all right buddy all right, we'll let you we'll let okay. you go back to recovery proceed oh, yeah. now, now that i've grossed everybody out i can yes. i can go back to my mute cave okay <laughs> that's also definitely not the thing i ordered from panda right before we hopped on by the way it's definitely not oh, okay <laughs> that's good that's good patrick do you have one not really but i think no uh hmm. no i don't lou uh, probably. Whose answer, answer, answer is everything? everything. Oh, Why? Well, I mean, everyone's everyone's got a fireball story. Probably fireball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually this is, just it's the thing. smell of it makes me want to yak. Yeah, I get I get war flashbacks mm. when I whenever yeah. I smell it. I'm trying to picture Chris off fireball right now, <laughs> dude. I don't, nah, that it was my 21st. I was living in uh. North Carolina at the time, my buddy took me to uh, Chapel Hill. Oh, geez. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great. I had, we, we decided we were, we were just stupid. I, we were watching the Hurricanes game. 
before we went out to the bars and we wanted to play this game where every shot on goal at the hurricanes oh god registered oh, we took a shot of fireball god <laughs> um <but laughs> we didn't Jeez. get through the first period because by the time the first period was almost over they were already at like maybe 19 shots oh my god um i'm always, I'm always you guys know i'm always down to get after it but i don't even know about that yeah oh, and then god. not only did that was just the starter too like we went to oh the, the starter after. Went to the bar after and got more fireball at the bar. And it was it wasn't great, man. It wasn't great. I remember um getting in a I don't remember how I got home. We didn't drive. We took we took like a lift there. And then I think our friend, like one of his friends, took us back. I remember vomiting somewhere. I don't know where. Um and then I remember going to uh Jimmy John's the next day and I was like falling asleep at the table because I was so hungover. I was just like sandwich in my hand just passing out but anyway it's not fireball for me <laughs> it's not the worst one um mine is these it, it's random it's like a i was having um chips and salsa one one day and i decided to have tostitos and they were black bean and garlic tostitos which, sounds... which are good that they were they were decent and i had them with salsa but like right after i got done eating i don't know if it was this weird timing but I was probably so sick and I was throwing up. And now anytime I see that bag or just like smell that those Tostitos, it makes me want to vomit everywhere. So it's definitely the the black bean garlic Tostitos. <laughs> I don't I hope they don't make them anymore. I don't see them er, and, and like ever. So that's a good thing. All right. Should we move on from grossing people out? Yes. Yep. Mouse time. Yeah. Let's 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 mm-hmm. get squeaking. All right. Um. This is from our our pal Ryan. Um. He says, "Can someone shut Mariah Carey up?" I know everyone <laughs> will be asking Thanksgiving questions, but my goodness, why is no one asking the real questions? We got to know what the pod's thoughts are on which pasta dish the top four ducks scorers are compare are comparable to. Uh, is he mean goals or points? This is top four ducks scores. Let, let's go points. Probably yeah. points. That's all right. I'll, I'll pull it up right here. Well, Frank Vitrano spaghetti and meatballs. Spicy meatballs. Yeah, spicy. Yeah. All right. So we have, wait, Vitrano one, McTavish two, Strom three, Terry four. Terry's four. Ballard mm. and Chicago tied for fifth. <clears throat> So Frank so Petrano, I think it's a McTavish. spicy So do you guys eat uh, Cacio e Pepe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's I that just because it's like that spiciness. He's like, it's like a new fun pasta dish that everyone loves. And I think, okay, uh, I think that's him. He's just going to like pop you in the mouth and and you're just going to, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say okay. Frank Petrano bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> Cacio Pepe, Ryan Strom, um, just spaghetti noodles with butter. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Troy Terry just strikes me as just a regular spaghetti and meatballs guy. Like very basic, yeah. very basic, very plain. Ryan Strom strikes me as the guy that like just gets like, like hamburger, meat and bun only type of deal. I I feel like Terry would be like a pesto pasta. Ooh, I love me a pesto. There yeah. Go. Mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. Don't get loose started. <laughs> yeah, we won't start with that. Are you going to say Gibson is a lasagna because it looks like a wall? Okay. Yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> Gibson's a lasagna. <laughs> it's like how he came back from his. He had to unmute himself for that one. Hey, I gotta pick and choose my battles here. That's true. All right. What would what, what, what would Radko Gudis be? Raw That's bolognese. Raw, raw bear meat. Yeah. <laughs> Just raw. Bear meat tartare. Bear meat. <laughs> all right. Bowl That's test. it. That's it. We're all we're all done. Um, he's the real. He's like the hockey version of the Liver King. Yeah, yeah. He is the Liver King. Yeah. I mean, Brent Burns is also kind of that way. No, Ratko Gudis is more. More. Uh no, I'd say Brent Burns is probably a little bit more. Oh, Brent Burns is he's got like doesn't he own like a zebra or something? I don't know. He's got Joe, no, he's like the Joe Rogan type. Like he shoots and oh he kills his own meat, like you know, yeah. stops up the elk himself. I think he does shit like that. He's a crazy guy. Um but yeah, that's it from us. Episode 63, all done here. Hell yeah. The Rivals podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. To this. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States. I know Canada, you already had it last last month. Um, Happy Black Friday to those who celebrate that. Good good luck to everyone on Black Friday. Um, don't be stupid. Don't hurt people over electronics. It's really when was dumb. the last time you went shopping on Black Friday? I haven't. I don't go. It's been years don't. for me. I, yeah, I do I just, all my shopping online now. I'm not going to put myself through that. That's just no. Too wild. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow Late Arrivals Pod everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, follow us and subscribe on Twitch if you haven't already. Um, Inside the Rink, follow them everywhere as well. Wherever you can find Late Arrivals Podcast, you can find Inside the Rink. Specifically, follow um, and subscribe there to their uh, YouTube channel. You can find all of our... Um, our uh, podcast episodes over there in video form. If you don't want to listen and you want to, for some reason, see all of our faces, um, you can subscribe to their YouTube, please like all of our videos um, all over our social media. You can find our link tree, which uh, will send you. Um, we'll give you all these different ways. You can uh, get some of our merch. And uh, if you want to donate to the show, we have, uh, you could buy us a cup of coffee. Uh, you can do that. There's a link in there as well for that. So, uh, yeah, just kind of get lost in all of our stuff. There's plenty to look at, and there's plenty of merch to look at. And uh, that's all from us. We'll see you next week sometime. I'll probably announce when we're recording at some point in the next five, <laughs> six days. But, yeah, episode 64 next week. We will see you then. Good night. Merry Christmas to one and all. Nothing <laughs> is mid. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care.